Hello, everybody, and welcome to Juge Health. I am your podcast host, Juju Roberts, and I am so excited you are here. This is the podcast where we talk about all the things ranging from health, fitness, relationships, and how to never stop shining your light. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 13 of Juju Health. So you may be thinking, why is Juju talking right now? It's supposed to be a guest episode. Well, actually, it is a guest episode of my amazing friend, Sophie, where we talk about going through college as a cheerleader and how it affected our mindset and about Sophie's experience with Hashimoto's. But I wanted to pop on here before and just say hi. I miss you guys. I haven't done a single episode in a while. So we're just going to do a little small one so I can give you guys a little quickie update of my life because I feel that Sophie's episode that you're about to listen to really pertains to my life right now. And let me tell you why. So ever since I moved to LA, I've been really, really anxious, um, at times sad, confused. Um, There are happy moments too, but it's been an overall overwhelming experience coming here, putting my big girl pants on and figuring out life as I work full job and just trying to figure out who I am. And in trying to figure out who I am, I've really been hyper aware of everything that's going on in my life, in my brain, my thoughts, in my body. And today, actually, I went to the doctors to get some blood work done because I think something might be going on with my thyroid. I don't know if I have Hashimoto's or what's going on, but I've noticed some changes going on with my mindset and my body, and I just want to get it checked out. And I have no shame and admitting that something could be wrong because everybody's dealing with something, but I am really scared of needles. So I got blood work done today and I gave the doctor a little bit of a hard time. I couldn't stop laughing in the chair. Um, and he had to tell me, you gotta calm down. It's gonna be fine. It's just one vial of blood. So we did it and I turned out okay, I'm here now. But, um, I'm not embarrassed to say this, but I think throughout the years of me doing some crazy things with the way I eat, the way I work out, I've definitely affected the way that my body functions and my hormones. And I, you guys know, I mean, maybe you don't know, but I, I've had eating disorders before. I've um, done some pretty crazy things in the past and I feel like it's maybe catching up to me a little bit and my body is showing me some signs that I need to go get blood work done to see that everything's okay so I'll keep you guys updated with this journey but I um, should get my results on Monday or Tuesday but um, especially with marathon training too it's always good to just get your blood work done and make sure that all your hormone levels are stable you're not deficient in any vitamins um, and just making sure your body's working properly. I haven't done blood work in a really long time. So I'm, 
actually excited to see the results, but also a little bit nervous. But Sophie's someone that I really lean on and call her when I feel as if something is going on with my thyroid or my body in general. And she's just been such a big help in this part of my life. And I can't wait for you guys to listen to her episode about all the things involving mindset, body image, um, health conditions like her Hashimoto's. And I will preface this episode with a trigger warning. We do talk about some eating disorders. Um, and I just wanted to say that before anyone listens, because it's just something to be aware of. But I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this episode. It's so great. Sophie is so wise. And I really look up to her. And I know after this episode, you all will too. So enjoy. Okay. Hello, everybody. And I have a very, very special guest. My mentor and sister, Sophie Clue, is joining me today on the podcast. Sophie, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here and super honored to be called a sister and mentor. This is really fun. I am so excited, but first I think we should take our shot. Got to. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> oh, I just missed the last little bit. Got to get it. And to preface everyone, that Ooh. wasn't an alcoholic shot. That was a turmeric shot. Just want everyone to know that. Health and wellness here. It's health and wellness. And if I were to take a shot, I would be KO'd. So turmeric only. Um, okay. So Sophie is one of the greatest humans I know. And her and I met through college. Sophie's two years older than I am. And when I joined the cheer team, she was a junior. And we kind of just clicked and got along. And Sophie has mentored me since she's been out of college and we stayed connected. And I'm just so grateful and Sophie you're currently in LA yep I'm currently in LA um so kind really kind words from Juju um our, a lot of girls on our team I don't want to speak for anyone but you know we all come, come from very similar backgrounds where we were dancers our entire lives we're comfortable in our own skin we we've you know grown up in a culture where or we've you know our our sport the culture is you quick change in front of everybody you're you just have to be ready and feeling good and you're in a leotard all day and dance in front of mirrors yes you're dancing in front of mirrors seconds. yeah 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 you're like in how and it, it extends beyond like how flat your tummy is it's like how high is your leg extended what are what lines are you you're constantly outside of just your physical appearance thinking about like what cohesive image or picture am I creating and that, you know, like that speaks to the artistry of dance, that speaks to the athleticism. So there's a lot that informs and you can't, you can't like pin it on one thing, especially considering as a society, like, you know, it, programs, cheer programs have had to like, you know, they've been forced to evolve and like thinking has changed. It was, I was in my senior year, I had a bit like of a health crisis and from junior to senior year. And I was just kind of like, oh my gosh, this cheer thing is not, it like this is it's so fun and it's totally like the star of this this season of my life but I'm graduating soon and there's got to be something else that's it and and whatever that next thing is is also not going to be it like there's you know I can't let this 
cheer thing be the pinnacle of my life um especially like considering what I was going through with my health and um what, how that formed my body image <laughs> do you mind like sharing a like a little version of what yeah, you're not going through not at all yeah um and we can get into this however deep you'd like but I, there was there was a lot that went into the making of an Oregon cheerleader we were so um lucky to have like etiquette coaches and a coach who was like constantly checking with us and um we had like world-class strength training coaches like one who's gone on to coach the olympic snowboarding team and we even had like the football coach guiding our weightlifting for a time and we were in these state-of-the-art facilities and so you know we would be weightlifting three times a week we would be um doing high intensity interval training twice a week. And then I know, yeah, yeah, sprinting our little tushes off. And I know that for myself, like the team would go out on a Saturday night and then gym opens, the rec gym opens at 8am on Sunday. And I'm like, all right, get my ass there. Doors open at eight o'clock. And then I'm like, oh, Ellie's already on the treadmill and you know you wave to everybody around the team yeah you're like oh my god doing the same thing yeah 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 so um I loved strength training I became like super into it um I had some really awesome we all had some really incredible coaches and I went down that rabbit hole a little too hard um and you know it's it becomes you feel like I did I totally got to a point like and I love I loved feeling this way I'm trying to like reckon as being being an adult who doesn't need to like perform <laughs> so physically anymore like I, I don't know if it's important for me to feel the way that I felt but like there was a point where I have like a probably a six month stretch where I felt like just a, a freaking machine and it was so awesome like I would eat my breakfast of like oatmeal and I would be like hungry right in time for lunch and then I get my workout in and then I have a healthy dinner and like just everything was like optimized. I felt like my, my metabolism was rocking and, and moving. And with that, I was seeing results. I was like really thinning down. I was, I was super lean. And then I became, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is working for me. And then I became super interested in, um, health, like whole foods culture and, and optimizing your health and with nutrition. And, um, that became obsessive. I, there was a time when we were traveling for, I think it was just, I don't, it might've been March Madness. Yeah, it was March Madness. But I mean, I decided to go on the whole 30 during this intensive time, travel time for our team. And so, you know, I'm like packing bananas and nuts and Lara bars and Lara (laughs) bars, which is an inside joke amongst our team. And, um, you know, like we're dancing for hours a day, traveling, we're exhausted. We're going out to team dinners, but I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to need to get the, the, the like tilapia steamed with no oil. And if you could just like char some broccoli on the side, that'd be great for me. And we're like cheesecake factory. Yeah, they're like, okay, bitch, yeah. like we eat your bread and salmon and yeah. leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So all to say, like I got down to like, I, I never really dropped a ton of weight, but I got super lean. Like my body composition completely shifted. And I was like, F yeah, like I look awesome. I feel awesome. Um, in hindsight, I didn't feel awesome. I just felt awesome about how I looked. 
and it was off uh, the outside but you're inside you're like screaming they're like yeah 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 exactly so naturally and then and then what happened so I have a thyroid problem which we can get into called Hashimoto's um but you know when you go to extremes and you have a hormonal imbalance or a thyroid that's not pumping out the right chemicals to your body at the right time um (laughs) you physically lose your shit and I complete like the second I got off whole 30, which is not a realistic lifestyle or diet to maintain. It's not intended to be maintained, but I was like, oh yeah, this is the only way I can live. I can only eat sweet potatoes and whole foods and I'm never going to have rice again. And <laughs> this oh is God, the best. I never imagined the world. The best. I know rice is so great. And, um, so I just, I just totally went down the rabbit hole and then I stopped because I was tired of eating whole 30 and I'm like, I've done my 30 days. Like what, what of it now I'm going to go have a a Starbucks muffin and then boom, you gain 20 pounds like that because you have a busted thyroid and you've actually been starving yourself for 30 days. You physically have starved yourself. So, you know, your body's like, Oh my gosh, eat everything and store all the fat that you can, because you just, you're about to maybe go into hibernation again. Like we don't know what you're going to do to us next. So, um, that's when I like hit rock bottom. I, I went from like thinking I felt amazing. I, I looked amazing and like just feeling like a machine to, you know, within a matter of months, like probably two months, just complete opposite. We're out of season. I'm completely overweight. It doesn't feel the same to walk. It doesn't feel the same to dance, you know? And yeah. So when you were done with the whole 30, I actually remember when you were going through that, um and so right when it was done did you kind of just say fuck it like I'm gonna go off the deep end and just eat was it just like your body like did you feel more hungry than you ever been or like what was like the mindset going off that diet yeah um there I was so excited I actually remember like oh there's there's so many people on the team who could like probably call back to this time but I remember we were like on a, we knew that the end of my whole 30 was at midnight on a particular date. And we were going to be mid flight getting back to Eugene and like <laughs> this drop, the clock strikes midnight, like Curtis Cooper, who was our mascot, had a brownie, <laughs> a baked brownie in a bag from Mama K that he saved for my like first <laughs> postal 30. Oh my God. And so that was like my first thing. And it, it was like a celebration, like, oh my God, so softball 30, like, let's go to Novo, let's get sushi, let's like do it, let's live it up. And it's like, I accomplished this thing, you know, I did the 30 days. By the way, there's supposed to be a like month long reintroduction period that I just tossed out the window. And in hindsight, in hindsight, I was like thinking, oh my gosh, celebration, they did it. But physically, my body was like, you have to eat something you have to because you're hurting yourself and if you and you can we're gonna make you eat something and um you're we're gonna save all of it (laughs) on you because we don't want to be in such a deficit ever again so and I mean I was eating probably like you know a couple of eggs for breakfast, a salad for lunch. Like there was no, I was fully in like a crazy deficit, but didn't know anything about macros or calorie counting or anything like that. I was just following this book and some like loose guidelines and traveling a ton. Well, it just, I mean, trust me, obviously I haven't done the whole 30, but 
I've been there where you're at the point where you're, you're like, wow, I'm seeing results. I'm looking so good. You go down this rabbit hole. That's actually extremely dangerous. And we don't have, even though we had really great strength coaches and whatnot, we actually didn't have a nutritionist. So no one was guiding a group of, I don't know, 20 women on how to eat. And also when we're talking about eating, we're talking about mixing like also alcohol with that. So it's just, there was so much that went into it and that we were all trying to do. We all had these weird things that we would do if we ate bad one night and then, or we drank the night before we would go and like do these crazy things. It just wasn't attainable. And yeah, just looking back, you just think we were crazy and you're not (laughs) crazy for doing what you did because we all did that in some sort of way. Like I used to take diet pills called, called Phentermine, I think. Mm -hmm. And that's for obese people to make them stop eating. Like I am not obese and I would take those because that's what I thought I needed to do. And I'm sure you doing the whole 30 is what you thought you needed to do. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I don't want to like speak for anyone else's experience, but in hindsight, like we were all, I didn't, I didn't like come to these conclusions until like six months post-grad because you're so in a tunnel and it's, it's not like you're looking around and I, I mean, in hindsight, that whole 30 thing while we were traveling, like that was pretty bonkers and no one, like I got made fun of all the time because, you know, we would like go to cheesecake, but no one was like seriously questioning me like, Oh, what are you doing? Our coach, our coach did check in with me. So I think she, you know, had like her blinders up and, and like, kind of, she was paying attention to what was going on, you know, luckily, thank God. But, um, I, in, in hindsight, like we, no one poked their head up out of the sand and was like, wait, something's, something's off here. <laughs> you know, we but were all kind it's of also like you weren't looking, it's not like it wasn't a cry for help what you were doing, you know, no. yeah, it's not like at all. we, it's just the culture that we were in people do that all the time. Like, I, this is crazy, but like during basketball games, I didn't want to get bloated. I would just carry around cough drops because it would be like I at least needed to like taste something and no one questioned it. Everyone wanted one because we were all thinking the same. That's what the cough drops was about. Yes. (laughs) That's why I always, I would stick them in my bra and eat them on the court because I was hungry, but I also didn't want to be bloated in my little one piece or not my one piece, my, my uniform. So it just, but like you said, no one questioned it, but I also wasn't looking for anyone to question it either. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's cause I mean, externally, what are we were like, we're, we're healthy, fit, beautiful, smart, strong individuals with tons of friends, super happy going out on the weekends, doing great in school athletes at the university of or like things, the pictures together for anyone external looking in, like we've got it figured the F out. So, you know, how is anyone supposed, and we're all like, we've figured out, like we've, we're pretty good at this college thing. Yeah, no, we figured we got it all together. <laughs> but like, I'm like crumbling on the inside. Like who, who would have thought to question anything that was going on amongst ourselves externally, we had it together. Yeah, no. And even if people, like there were so many times where our coach would even ask me like, Juju, are you, are you okay? Like, are you, you're kind of getting long story. Everyone knows, but like, I've, 
I've dealt with my own eating disorders as well. And my coach is really great about checking in with me. Mm-hmm. And I would always say, I'm okay. I would really never be truthful because yeah, I thought nobody would just understand what I'm doing. I, but it wasn't a cry for help. It was just, I know what I'm doing. I'm the master of this. Like, it's cool. Like I'm working out 24 seven, but that's what I'm supposed to do. Like no one's, no one told me that's not okay. So I'm going to keep doing it until I die. Yeah. (laughs) Well, so, okay. So with my like big health breach, I, you know, like was (laughs) working out 24 seven was not eating enough. And then all of a sudden, because, you know, there's no way that I can gracefully bounce back from that because my, I'm at a physical deficit with my thyroid condition. I end up in another kind of hole and then oh my gosh I'm in the summer before my senior season and I my skirt doesn't fit me I'm like freaking the f out about how I'm supposed to go stand in the front line as a senior now in this hierarchical structure and I do not look or feel like myself at all and I don't know what the answer is because my normal tactics of eating like quote unquote clean and working out 24 seven is only making it worse. And oh my gosh, what the hell am I supposed to do? And I mean, I was lucky I called our coach and I was like, Hey, here's the situation I'm in. I'm terrified. I'm ashamed. I'm embarrassed. Like, I don't know if I want to come back. And she was like, okay, like, thanks for letting me know. Um, and you know, she has training, um, in, in respect to handling girls with eating disorders so she was kind of able to I think reframe um and I was I had a a lot of it had to do with my thyroid you know not functioning right but what had happened is I had completely stressed my adrenal glands to the point where they were not functioning at all and the answer was not weightlifting three times a week and running twice a week and going out high intensity interval training twice a week um (laughs) And going out on a Saturday and then being in the gym at 8 a.m. on a Sunday, that like that wasn't going to serve me anymore. But it, that feels like the answer. So we, um, another like complete stroke of God, our coach takes us to a nutrition seminar up in Portland um, with, a, with an organization called ADO. And um, I completely have a breakdown in front of the whole team. They're talking about you know, how to properly fuel your body or like giving real information about counting macros and, um, what it means to be in a deficit and how your metabolism works and how you can just so easily ruin your metabolism, how they, all of these beautiful, strong women lecturing us about this have (laughs) ruined their metabolisms. And I like raise my hand and I'm like, I think I did that. (laughs) You're like me. Yeah. (laughs) I think I did. I think I'm doing what you are talking about right now. And I, I'm sure you remember, but I like cried in front of this whole big room. And I'm like, I have a thyroid condition. I was diagnosed when I'm super young. And I, I think this is what's happening to me. I don't know how to get out. Can you please help me? And from that, uh, Joey, who is one of those women that was, you know, informing us about what this all means and also has the same thyroid condition that I have, like hugged me afterwards and was like, I want to, let me take you on as a client for free. 
Um, and she's a nutritionist and she's like, we can figure this out. She's like, I've been ex through exactly what you've been through. It's the worst. It sucks, but there's answers and you don't have to feel defeated and you're going to probably feel uncomfortable still for some time, but like the way you look, isn't what we're trying to fix. What we're trying to fix is your health in the long term. Like we're trying to build your life back up and make sure you're on a great trajectory and make sure you can have kids make sure that you have, you know, good long-standing health. Um, and I haven't stopped working with her since. Like she's, she's incredible. And, you know, like with probably six months out is when I was able to recognize, oh my gosh, like I had unhealthy, I had, a, I had a warped relationship with exercise and food and no one is sticking their head up out of the sand. And in that six months, I was, I'm able to like recognize that. And, you know, like, now I'm kind of, I, you know, I, from time to time, I find myself falling into the same patterns, but now with all the work that I've done with Joey over the years, I'm able to like observe and take myself out and recognize stuff that's not right. I'm able to take my help, my head up out of the sand and be like, whoa, 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 this feels familiar in a bad way. And we know better now. And we don't actually have to fit into a uniform anymore. Like there's no deadlines. It's just about maintaining your health for the rest of your life. Like that's, that's the goal here. So, um, what do you do when you notice that you're going into these patterns again? Like, how do you take your step back? Because it's a lot easier said than done. And uh -huh. I've been there too. And sometimes I just feel like I'm so far into it that I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just going to go into my patterns because this is what feels like home to me. And I know a lot of other people feel that way too. So what do you do to get out of that hole? And like, be there for yourself when no one else can really realize what's going on. Yeah. Key phrase. <laughs> there is so much easier said than done. Um, and you know, like there's moments where I find myself in the midst and I'm like able to like acknowledge, like maybe, maybe like, okay. So I mean, you know, what can usually trigger like familiar patterns is I don't wake up early. I don't take care for myself to wake up early enough to get a good, well-rounded breakfast in. And when I don't do that, I end up, I have a super busy job. You know, I usually am able to take my 30 minute lunch, but in the event that I'm not, cause it's a super hectic day and I didn't get my breakfast in. And I like, maybe, maybe I'm running on literally a Lara bar <laughs> yeah. and then it gets to be 3 PM. Like, Holy crap, I'm starving. Well, let me just go to Starbucks and I can like get a chocolate croissant and a latte and then I'll make it home. And then at that point I can make myself a balanced dinner, but then I'm home and I'm exhausted. I've crashed from the sugar, from the chocolate croissant. Like my quick fixes are not quick fixes. They're detrimental. So, and then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I'm just going to eat like this bag of pretzels for dinner and like, that'll do it. But you know, it's not. So I've been, a lot better about establishing a more solid routine, you know, and, and life ebbs and flows. Sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's not like I was telling you, my apartment's a complete disaster right now. And I'm in a, you know, like stressful few weeks, but I find that if I'm stressed, if I'm lacking sleep, if I'm not prioritizing behaviors that I need to ensure like my success in a clear head to make the right decisions, then of course, I'm going to, I'm putting myself in a position to lose. Um, 
but I'm lucky to like sometimes catch it before it starts, sometimes catch it in the midst, <laughs> sometimes reflect and be like, oh, I totally like had a horribly unhealthy day of eating because I, you know, like at least I can reflect and be like, all right, well, we'll pick up and try again tomorrow. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I don't have a football game. I don't have a basketball game. I just have to put on my blouse, <laughs> and yeah. get my, get my booty into work and, and just try, try again the next day. Well, I think that's a good point that you made. It's important to know that say, if you do fall into that pattern again, of whatever that eating disorder or an unhealthy thing that you do is to just know that tomorrow's a new day and don't dwell on it because there's been times where I'm sure you do this too. You beat yourself up about it. You think about it for an entire week and yeah. then it just ruins you. It's just say if you're a binge eater and you binge ate one night and it came up again the next day, move on from it. It's going to be okay. You're going to yeah. be fine. You have no one to show up for besides yourself so be a little kind to yourself and know that it's okay to fuck up but just pick yourself back up the next day yeah and again easier said than done exactly Um, (laughs) it's super easier said than done but yeah that's I mean it's just extending grace to yourself because I I mean everyone in our environment is incredibly high performer and um are we're so goal oriented and um appearance matters and whether we like it or not yeah and answering to your own expectations matters so you know and (laughs) those expectations are so high they're so high um so of course you're gonna fall short sometimes but you know it's just easier said than done yeah and this is to say like this episode wasn't just for cheerleaders like this is for girls (laughs) and guys everywhere like this is something that everyone struggles with um even people you may not even think it was just heightened in our environment that sophie and i were thrown and chosen to be into and it just felt you just felt that frequency higher than the average person would so this is for everyone and sophie on like a lasting word what is some advice you would give to anyone out there who's dealing with body image issues, Hashimoto's, literally anything, something that you wish you would have known? Yeah, um, I think, well, I think probably the phrase is it takes time. Like you can only learn as much as you can learn over time. And you have to, like, I did not realize that something was amiss until I was able to, I was out of my environment. I was able to reflect. I, you know, like other things in my life took priority and I was kind of able to raise an eyebrow and go, huh, like something was off there. But I, I, if I was still steeped in that environment, if I went on to join a pro team, if I, you know, I would, I would be, I'm, I'm sure I'd be stuck in my same narrative and those narratives like (laughs) whatever your life pattern is, it's going to keep coming out. You're going to put yourself in the same situations. Like, you know, I was in ballet all my life and then I did dance team in high school and then I did cheer in college. And now my, because the place that I work, it's what's valued is, you know, like I'm, I'm a super client facing person. So appearance, I'm still in an environment where appearance matters and 
also my performance in my daily duties and the awareness that I bring to the brand matters a ton. So I'm like, you know, I'm kind of like <laughs> workshopping, like, oh my gosh, like I'm, whether I'm not dancing anymore, but like, I'm definitely in another like intense situation where the way I look takes a bit of a priority. And I think, you know, like, I don't know what's next for myself. I, I love my job, but um, you know, like whatever's next, I hope to kind of break the mold a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think, I think I don't beat yourself up. Like if you're, if you're repeating patterns, if you're, if you're recognizing the same thing over and over for your, for yourself and you're just like, Oh, like, why can't I break the cycle or, or you, or you like do break the cycle and you're like, Oh my God, why didn't I break the cycle sooner? You're going to break the cycle in your own time. And you don't know what you don't know until you know what you don't know. So you just have to, again, extend grace to yourself and allow for learning and acceptance. And I don't know, that's what I got. That's what I got for you. No, and honestly, I think you were a huge help to me as well because we've obviously spoken about this before. And I think just having someone you're able to open up with and express kind of what you're going through and knowing that other people are going through it too, just having a gang of people to just be by you and kind of call you out on your bullshit when you're doing the things that you know you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. It's just so helpful. So even if you think someone doesn't have an eating disorder or a body image issue, they probably do. And don't be afraid to share your side because they'll most likely open up to you as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So having a community is, is helpful. It's scary to admit all of that. And I know you shared a lot today and I really appreciate you doing that because it's going to help so many people. I hope so. Um, yeah, yeah. It's been a, in the last, you know, post-grad thing, a lot changes, a lot changes and you get to reflect on, on a lot of stuff and you're putting, you're, you're wearing big girl pants all of a sudden and you have to, you know, take a hard look at life. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I hope, I hope this helps somebody. And, um, I know it's helpful for me to verbalize all this stuff and, and reckon with it. And, um, I don't claim to have the answers, but I can speak to my own experience and, you know, just time and thought is what has helped. So like with anything, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> Where can Juge Health community find you? What is your Instagram? Oh, <laughs> I'm going to um, put it down below. I'm going to put it down. Okay. Below. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my, I'm actually not a very so active person on social media. Um, That's okay. Which is funny given my, I think it's because I do it all day long for work. So yeah, I, I'm really private when it comes to myself, but you can follow my private Instagram account and we'll see if I accept you. <laughs> <laughs> It's a rigorous <laughs> process. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of checks and balances. Um, I just but, got admitted. Yeah. <laughs> um, my handle is at Soph, S-O-P-H. Um, and then my last name, which is C-L-E-U-G-H. So at S-O-P-H-C-L-E-U-G-H. Add me on LinkedIn. I'm oh my God, yes. The plug. Worker. Um, I'm happy to do that. I I love talking to Oregon like seniors and alumni I've gotten you know a lot of really exciting conversations and and 
soon to be grads who have hit my inbox and I feel so fulfilled having those conversations. So if there's anyone out there that, you know, is looking for some sort of <laughs> guidance or question to be answered, I can try my darndest, um, but you can do it grads. <laughs> you can do it. Well, Sophie, thank you so much for being on Juge Health and I will be seeing you so soon in LA. Yeah, let's do it. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Of course. Thank you.